0: So, it's a lot more lenient in 2021. We'll get into other details of how it's more lenient and even better in 2021, but I just wanted to point that out because I said the numbers for 2020. I didn't want anyone to think that if you didn't have a 50% decrease in revenue, you're automatically disqualified. You're just disqualified for 2020. You might still be qualified for 2021. Welcome to What Your CPA Wants You to Know.
1: A podcast for business owners and those planning to make the jump into entrepreneurship. If you're thinking, I've got a great business idea, but what's next? This podcast is for you.
0: I'm Carson Sands.
1: And I'm Taryn Sands. And together, we started our CPA firm. We've grown exponentially over the past six years.
0: I'm a CPA with over 10 years of experience helping people start and grow their businesses.
1: And I'm an MBA with a specialization in marketing and entrepreneurship.
0: Follow along as we share the ins and outs of running a business while keeping your family and sanity intact.
1: And how to save tax dollars without breaking any IRS rules or triggering a painful audit.
0: We're here to share everything your CPA wants you to know.
1: In a fun and easy to understand way.
0: Let's get started.
1: Let's do it.
0: Hello, today's episode is all about the Employee Retention Credit, or the ERC credit. Saying ERC credit is kind of like saying ATM machine, automated teller machine, machine. Doesn't make sense, because the C in ERC is for credit. But people still call it the ERC credit, and that's what we're talking about today.
1: So I am definitely not very excited about this one, I work on this kind of stuff every day and I still think this is quite boring to talk about, but if this pertains to you and it does to a lot of business owners, then this actually is very important information that we're going to discuss today.
0: But if you enjoy creating spreadsheets for complex algorithms created by the IRS to calculate how much ERC credit you can get and how much you should factor in, whether you got PPP funds and build multi-level spreadsheets for that, then um, then I apologize. You are one of us and it's... Uh, yeah, it's a sad world. You know, people people just don't think we're cool.
1: That um, is you. Definitely, that's Carson's category. That is not my category whatsoever.
0: But people are really appreciative when you get to tell them that they're going to get tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars back in tax credits that they should have been getting all along. Now, I do want to say one more thing about this. Some people might think, hey, how come I haven't heard of this from y'all before? Aren't y'all supposed to be saving us money? Well, this is really a payroll credit, and I feel like the payroll companies should have been doing these for people all along, but they didn't. So now we're here to do it, and we're here to save you from the scam artists trying to sell it to you for 10 or 20% of your credit. That's a ripoff. Don't talk to them.
1: Well, it has been fun trying to work our way through all of these complicated things that the government has rolled out the last few years and do our best to try to get our clients the money that everyone else is getting. So that's mainly what Carson's been working on a lot the last year is this yes. ERC credit.
0: PPP loan applications, PPP yeah. loan forgiveness applications, ERC credits, ERC amendments. It's... uh. It's a lot of things the government threw out there, but it's money they're giving away. And if they're giving it to other people, I want my clients to get it too.
1: Exactly. So let's just start by explaining what is this credit as simply as you can for anyone that is unsure what it actually is.
0: So during the pandemic, a lot of people were, of course, having to lay employees off. And the government came in and said, look, if you will hold on to your employees and you meet these certain criteria for retaining employees, then we will give you a credit, a tax credit on your payroll taxes that's equal to in 2020 up to $5,000 per employee and in 2021 up to $21,000 per employee. So it was pretty generous and it really helped to fill in that gap between when people were making money and when they were not making money and they were still trying to pay employees while not bringing in any income.
1: So you say it's a credit, but how did they get this credit back? And why now are we having to go do all of these complicated spreadsheets to figure out what they actually can get?
0: You have to figure out if people are even eligible first. And so one of the first steps you have to see is in 2020, if you look at any quarter of 2020 and compare the revenue to the previous quarter, the same quarter in 2019, You have to have a 50% decrease in revenue to qualify for that quarter. So if your
1: business was not impacted, you don't even need to keep listening further.
0: No. And I had a lot of clients that because they're in an essential type uh, business that they actually did even better during the pandemic than they were doing before. So of course they're not eligible. This is for people that took a hit to their revenue Uh, during 2020 and 2021. Now those numbers don't apply to 21 though. In 2021, you only had to have a dip of 20% from one quarter in 2019 to the same quarter in 2021. So it's a lot more lenient in 2021. We'll get into other details of how it's more lenient and even better in 2021. But I just wanted to point that out because I said the numbers for 2020, I didn't want anyone to think that if you didn't have a 50% decrease in revenue, you're automatically disqualified. You're just disqualified for 2020. You might still be qualified for 2021.
1: So just like anything with the IRS, this is very complicated. Very. Also, so let's say you had 19%. Do you get nothing or does it phase out right at 20?
0: There's no phase. It's all or nothing on this one.
1: Okay. The next question is, does this have anything to do with the PPP loans?
0: It does because any payroll that was paid using PPP funds that were forgiven, you cannot get the credit for that. So you'll have to go in and factor at what point you ran out of PPP funds. And after that, that's when you can actually you know, look at how much payroll you paid and see if you are eligible for this credit. That is one of the more Complicated aspects of figuring out exactly when and where you ran out of money. So before you do that part, make sure you check to see, did you have 100 or fewer employees in 2020? That's the rule for 2020. And in 2021, the rule is 500 or fewer employees. If you're over that, don't even look, you're automatically disqualified. And the same thing on the revenue. We mentioned earlier a 50% dip from 19 to 20 or a 20% dip from 2019 to 2021. And if you don't meet that criteria, don't even try to do any of the other calculations.
1: So there's a revenue portion to this. There's also an employee threshold.
0: Yes, this is supposed to be for small and small mid-size employers uh, with in 2020, 100 employees or less And in 2021, 500 employees or less.
1: Okay. And also, you do have to take into consideration if you did get the PPP loan.
0: Yes. Now, that doesn't automatically disqualify you. It just means that the payrolls that were covered by the PPP funds are not eligible for the credit. But other quarters or even partial quarters are eligible. So just as an example, if you got the loan, the first PPP loan April 15th. A lot of people got it right about then. And so that's in the second quarter. So then the first couple of payrolls you might've run from April 1st through April 15th were out of your own pocket. Those funds could be eligible for the credit. Or if you used up all the funds by May 31st, then all of your payroll from June to June 30th could also be eligible. And then of course, all of your payroll for the rest of the quarters of the year could be eligible as well.
1: This is just riveting information.
0: I know it sounds really complicated. I'm just trying to make it easy for people to see if they might be qualified so that, you know, you don't waste your time and get your hopes up if you're absolutely not qualified based on revenue or number of employees. That's really easy to figure out, but the rest of it, if if you qualify based on revenue and based on employees, I would just at that point hand it to your CPA and or, you know, somebody that does this and say, "Hey, like figure it out, see what I'm eligible for and what I'm not and calculate that for me.
1: So if someone's listening to this and they're like, oh, absolutely, I fall into those categories. When is this actually due? Because we've been talking about this for quite some time now. What is the due date to get this submitted if you do qualify?
0: Okay. So the way that you get the credit is by filing amended payroll quarterly returns. So that's your 941 form and you have to go back and amend it for the quarter you're claiming the credit in. Now, you have three years to amend a 941 and claim a refund. The 2020 second quarter, for example, it was due July 31st of 2020. So that gives you until July 31st of this year, 2023, to amend that form. So you're kind of running out of time on that. But the other quarters, you know, obviously you have a little bit more time. And for the first three quarters of 2021, The employee retention credit, you can file the amended all the way until 2024.
1: So the due date is just for the amended 941s.
0: That's right. So so to make it simple, just look at what the original due date was and add three years to that. And that's when the next due date is for the actual amendment.
1: So if you do run payroll and you're just not familiar with what this form is, it's probably because you have a payroll service doing this for you. Is that also a good option to have your payroll service looking to see how much you could get by filing the amended 941s?
0: If you use a company that has real people and not just you pay a software, you know, like QuickBooks Online payroll, I don't think I would try to run it through that. But if you're using Paychex or... ADP. ADP or yeah, one one of the big guys and they're running full service payroll for you, I would at least reach out to them if they haven't already reached out to you and just say, do you all do this? Because it might be included with what you're already paying for. And that will save you on having to pay your CPA. Because it takes us a long time. And we do charge you know, a decent amount of money for it. So it's worth it because people are getting a lot of money. But um, yeah, I mean, if you can get it for free, that's a much better option.
1: Yeah, that is a problem we're running into. And I'm sure people listening, maybe their CPA has run into the same issue We just don't have the manpower or time to keep processing all these ERC credits for everyone because you're going back and amending all of these and calculating them. It's just very time consuming and with CPAs, time is money. So it's very expensive for us to do it, always worth it for the client. However, we can only commit to so many. So I do know that some of these payroll companies are offering to do them. So that's definitely a good place to check if your CPA won't.
0: That's if it's your payroll company that you're already using. If it's yes. one of these new kind of fly-by-night ERC specialists that's coming through, they're trying to take 10, 15, 20% of your credit, that's a rip-off. I mean, they're, and they're not even telling people that, you know, there's a lot more steps to it that we're going to get into later and they're not telling people half the steps involved and then they're taking a huge... Percentage of it, talk to somebody else before you just hand your business over to them. And they're telling everyone they're qualified, and that's just not true.
1: Okay. So we're definitely going to avoid those people. Yes. So your first step is going to be figuring out if you even qualify, and then you're going to amend your 941s. What's the next steps in this process?
0: This is where it gets complicated. You get to claim that credit, and they'll send you the money as a refund, but then the IRS is saying because of that, that portion of your payroll that's equal to that credit was paid by the government, not by you. So that means you have to go reduce your payroll expense for that, for that year on your income tax return. And so just as an example using numbers, let's say you get a $100,000 credit. Well, now you have to go back and amend your 2021 income tax return and reduce your payroll expense by $100,000. Now, some people are thinking credits and deductions are the same. And you're saying, then what's the point? Don't I come out the same? No, you get $100,000 in actual money. Decreasing your payroll costs by $100,000 will probably cost you about $24,000 in income taxes. So you are going to have to give them back $24,000 of the $100,000 they gave you. You still come out ahead in this scenario by $76,000. So it's well worth it. And it was a stupid way for it to be set up where they give it to you and then they make you give some of it back. But that is the process. So the main point is, yes, the next step after amending the 941s is to amend your, if you have a S corp your 1120S or a partnership return would amend their 1065. And then of course, that will create an amended K-1. And that means the owners of the business will also have to amend their personal returns for that same tax year. So it is quite the process, and it can be a bit of a headache. But the amounts of money we're seeing, it's worth it for for some people. You
1: calculated some this week, and they were going to get back like over a hundred grand. So it's yeah. definitely worth pain in the butt, but it is. And you're having to pay for all of these amended tax returns, so you're yes. paying your CPA to redo the tax returns.
0: Yes, you you are, or and you know that's part of it, and that's it's. A shame that the IRS set it up that way, but it is time consuming and that's the way it is. But I mean we've and we've had people get altogether, you know, a million dollars in credit for this, people with a lot of employees, almost more than the 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 threshold. So it's very lucrative for the clients. It's just uh, just beware of knowing all the steps. (laughs) Yes, all the steps that, that you'll take. And why do I keep getting invoices for amended 941s? And there's multiple 941s that have to be amended. And then two years of business tax returns to amend and two years of personal tax returns to amend. That is the process.
1: So you amend the 941s for the credit, then you get it back then or only after you amend your tax return?
0: No, you get the credit back first. And I would actually not even amend your income tax return until you've already received the credit. Because if they turn it down for some reason, all you're, you're going to have to go amend again to add the deduction back because right. then the government didn't pay for it. So we want to actually have the cash in our hands before we Offer to give the IRS some money back because God forbid you give them money first and then they don't ever give you the credit. Right, right. And then it's going to be a nightmare to try to get that money back.
1: So if you get your credit back, then you hold on to it and make sure you have enough to pay taxes when you amend your tax returns.
0: The easiest thing to do there is the exact amount of the refund. Go look at what your tax bracket or your marginal tax rate is, what some people call it, your top tax bracket and multiply your refund. Buy that percentage, and make sure you put that amount in a savings account, and don't touch it because you're going to have to send it right back
1: all right. Super, super fun stuff. So we talked a little bit about the process and how you would do this. Is there any other tips that you can provide someone that thinks that they're eligible for this credit?
0: If you already know you're eligible, now don't take all these extra steps unless if you are very confident you're going to be eligible. But go ahead and start tracking down your loan forgiveness paperwork. If your CPA doesn't already have copies of that or your payroll company, then they're going to need that to calculate exactly when that money ran out and how much of your payroll is eligible for the credit. So it's just the form you submitted, 3508, I believe is what it is, or 3508S, the form you would have given to the bank to say, hey, we used all the PPP funds for the right purpose. Please forgive it. CPA. We'll need a copy of that.
1: And you would only have that if you got the PPP, obviously. Right.
0: <laughs> and you don't... Yeah, if you didn't have the PPP, um, great. You know, you still can get this ERC. And then it's just going to make your process for getting it quite a bit easier.
1: Right. So basically, it's a big pain in the ass, but it's definitely worth it. I read somewhere in January that they had already given out $50 billion in it. Yeah, that's crazy. And a lot so- of
0: it has been fraudulent, so... <laughs>
1: well if you do qualify for this it's worth the extra effort to do it and that first deadline is approaching soon so we wanted to make sure to release a podcast about this just to get the information out so that if you deserve this then you're going to get it that's right i still think it's crap that they say everyone here's this credit you can have but you have like 10 million hoops you need to jump through in order to get it
0: and then you have to give some of it back
1: Right, exactly, (laughs) exactly.
0: You know, instead of making the credit 50% and 70% of a certain amount of wages, which, you know, I won't get into, but instead of making it that, they could have just made it 30% and 50% and then not make people pay tax on the money. Right. And everything would have came out about even, you know, something or figure out whatever number would make it be the same amount. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes they go, well, this is the easiest way to do it. Now let's think of the most difficult way we can do
0: this. It might be sometimes they do put some barriers in place on purpose to um uh, make it more difficult. But the problem is that people that are going to commit fraud are more than happy to jump through all the hoops to commit fraud. The people that legitimately deserve these credits sometimes don't have the knowledge or the means to, you know, have it taken care of for them. Uh, you know, which is a little unfair.
1: Yeah. I totally agree. Well, that is all we have today on this riveting topic of the ERC credit.
0: If you're still awake and you understood all of that, then um, you know maybe consider getting into accounting as a career.
1: <laughs> well, we would really, really appreciate if you liked this episode or any of the previous episodes and found them helpful. If you would just share this on your social media page and let us know what your favorite takeaway was. We would really appreciate that. Until next time, thank you so much for listening to What What Your CPA Wants You you to Know podcast.
0: podcast. This podcast is intended to provide accounting and tax information for educational purposes only. All tax situations are unique and should be handled with the assistance of a tax professional.